How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Xavi de Guzman. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are continuing our conversation from yesterday with Xavi de Guzman. Now, if you did not listen to yesterday's episode, I highly encourage you to do so. It will give you context on who he is as a person, who he is as an actor, his foundation, and what you can do to help support the nonprofit that he runs. In today's episode, we are going to be switching the conversation a little bit and discussing a talk that he regularly gives. The talk is titled How Hard Work, Motivation, and Positivity Can Be Detrimental to Your Success. We're going to be diving into that, having him address some of the issues that comes up with that, having him share his viewpoint and his thoughts on why that is so important. And and this is a really, really solid conversation. So make sure you listen all the way through the end. And then once you get to the end, make sure you head over to the links in the description of this episode to support him or even just connect with him. Now, support for this episode comes from TLBC+. Plus. If you've been listening to this podcast for a little while and want to take your personal development to the next level, then check out TLBC+. Plus. As a member, you'll get access to an exclusive community of listeners who are all dedicated to creating change in their lives. Each month, we do a Zoom call together to set goals, check in with each other, and hold each other accountable. Then we share our wins, losses, and lessons learned inside the private community. You'll also get access to guided resources like our goal-setting worksheet designed to help you take the right action consistently. TLBC Plus is the next step on your journey to creating the outcomes you want. As a member, I will personally hold you accountable to the things you say you want to accomplish, share advice or experience to help support you, and hold your hand, virtually of course, when you find yourself getting stuck. You can join TLBC Plus today for just $5. And if you aren't happy, within 30 days, a full refund will be offered. Head over to www.tinyleapsplus.com today to learn more. That's www.tinyleapsplus.com. Now, without further ado, let's continue our conversation with Chavi de Guzman talking about how hard work, positivity, and motivation can be detrimental to your success. So a few years ago, uh, or maybe even more recently, uh, you, you gave a talk called How Hard Work, Positivity, and Motivation Can Be Detrimental to Your Success. And in it, you share the three main areas of fitness, uh, physical, mental, and emotional. Could you give us a little bit of background on the idea behind this talk and, and what the overall purpose of it was? Yeah. Um, I have always... Not always, because I had to kind of almost die 
before this became a reality was understanding the concept of rest. There's so many stigmas that revolve around resting when it comes to chasing your dreams. And the most common one is, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm -hmm. Or if you're sleeping, your competition is working. And what happened with me was, I want to say it was 2013, maybe 14, where I'm thinking I'm invincible now because the concept of sleep to your dead. If, if these people say sleep when you're dead, that means they're working and I can keep up with them. And mm -hmm. fact of the matter is my body wasn't developed yet like their body was, their minds and their emotions were. So I'm here pushing my body to the limits, not knowing that my body has a limit mm -hmm. or just being in, in complete denial. And I'm one day I worked like an 18 hour day and I'm driving home early in the morning. There's no other cars on the road. And I fell asleep at the wheel. Mm. And it was, it was a moment where not, not equating me to Superman, but I thought I genuinely thought I was Superman. And then this is the moment that Superman bled. And it's like, Oh, you, you have a limit. You need to respect this limit. And that was what kind of woke my mind up to resting as a physical aspect. So mm -hmm. understanding how to rest properly so I can be more efficient as a, as a machine, as a tool, because that's what your body is. Your body is essentially just a tool and resting it properly allows you the opportunity to maximize how you use it during the day. Mm. And with that, I compare it to the most elite of physical fitness being bodybuilders where they're always in the gym. They're working on their physique hundred percent of the time. But the most important thing to them when it comes to working out, the most important day to them is rest day. Mm. And that actual aspect of, stopping and allowing your body to recover so then they can continue on the week pushing their bodies to the limits and if you don't rest then that threshold that tolerance drops because mm -hmm. your body's getting exhausted and then yeah. and that's a beautiful analogy um because one of the other big things in the the fitness world is that your muscles don't actually grow when you're lifting they grow during that rest yeah yeah. Like the results come from stopping. Exactly. Exactly. And then with that, there was uh so now I'm understanding the concept of rest and not physically exerting myself. So then now I'm focusing on what am I doing during this rest period? Mm -hmm. So while I'm resting, now I'm, focusing mentally, putting all my effort mentally into reading and, and learning and expanding my mind. And it wasn't until this year that it kind of, I had a moment of clarity because I hit this major depression during the quarantine mm -hmm. where 
we were forced to physically rest. And at the beginning of quarantine, that was the height of my create my creative drive because I couldn't go out. I couldn't, you know, go work out at the gym. I couldn't do all that stuff. So now I'm creating short videos. I'm writing. I'm trying to coach other people with projects that they have. I'm trying to, I had like so many ideas in terms of little startup ventures that I thought were cool. So I I have so much things going on. Then all of a sudden my mind just snapped and I, I couldn't even think music just threw me off. Um, movies, they, they, it didn't compute and it's because I overworked my mind. Mm -hmm. And so relating back to the talk where you need to rest here i am constantly pushing myself and looking for motivation to just go 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 when all of a sudden there's no more gas now in my mental capacity so just like your physical body needing to rest so it can grow i'm exerting my mind to this degree that i've never been at before like kind of like if i just took a fucking lip sorry for swearing the limitless no, pill it's fine. you know what i mean and yeah. my mind just went and then after the pill wears off it's like what just happened yeah right and so i had to rest my mind and relating to the topic of of my talk where this is where the motivation can be detrimental to your success is because I'm no longer fueling myself. I'm looking for outside external resources to push me through as opposed to creating my own desire and burning my own fuel and burning my own flame to keep on going. So now Mm -hmm. it's no longer my own drive. So my drive is dead, but now I'm still going as opposed to, you know, trying to refill myself, refuel myself so I can keep going effectively. So it wasn't until I just laid in bed for three days that everything was fine. I like, I literally didn't get out of bed except if it was to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. or go to the kitchen and grab an apple or something. And I just went (laughs) straight back to bed. Um, and so the concept of rest now goes beyond just your physical body, but you need to rest your mind as well. And it's part of the reason why I have appreciation for reality shows because it allows you as an individual to just not think while you're watching. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why they're so popular. It's because there's so many people who go to work and then come home and then they just need something that just turns their mind off. And then reality TV is the thing that does it for them. Yeah. And So with that, I realized that your mental fitness also plays a role in pursuing what it is that you're trying to achieve, whether it's me trying to finish my book, which I hit a wall and it's been hard to kind of pick up afterwards until I was able to refocus my thoughts and why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And then the third aspect that could be detrimental is positivity and 
one thing with my tagline being how hard work in the physical aspect, uh, motivation with the mental aspect and positivity with an emotional aspect can be detrimental is because it gets radicalized where I talk to people and you can kind of tell they're not there. Like they're not present. Their minds are already on 50 different things and you can't help but think that they're missing this moment. And which is something that I wholeheartedly believe in when it comes to just living your life, you need to enjoy every moment. Mm -hmm. And so with the positivity, I was having a lot of conversations with so many people where they just try to wear a smile. And especially in this industry, I know what you're going through. <laughs> like I've, we talk about these things. We, we, we both go through the same struggles of wondering when our next audition is going to be the pressures of that audition, um, not getting that role and what it does to you as an artist and how that can be detrimental. But then you have people that just like, Oh no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's like, there's, there's just, I just need to, keep positive vibes and, and it'll come back. And it's like, sure. Yes. There's an attraction there. But at the same time, you're not exploring yourself as a human and you're not living in those moments that you need to kind of just sit down and breathe and wonder mm -hmm. why there's all these other emotions that are happening. And so when people just, cause I'm pretty sure you've had to do it at some point where you had to just put on a smile. And by the time your day was done, that smile was just wiped off your face and you're just like, I'm exhausted. Absolutely. Smiling, you know? Absolutely. I mean, listen, I, one of the things, and, and again, I'm, I'm very open with my listeners here. One of the hardest parts about this podcast over the last five years for me has been that at the end of the day, I need to publish an episode designed to educate and motivate other people, regardless mm -hmm. of my own internal state of motivation. And yeah. so when, which, which has happened multiple times since I started this show, when I'm going through a depressive state, sometimes I share that, but for the most part, no one knows that's happening. And, and that gets exhausting to, to put on that mask and, and show up to the microphone, regardless of what it is I'm personally feeling, not to yeah. mention the, uh, the, the feeling afterwards of being a little bit of a hypocrite. Hmm. Interesting. No, I, I totally empathize with that. Um, one thing too, that a lot of people don't know, um, from just reading my stuff online is that there was a, a point in my life where I worked on a cruise ship. I mm. was a, an assistant cruise director and our job description was to have fun. If we were having fun, the passengers were having fun and our contracts are typically six months long, but a contract presented itself to me. That was not, it'd be, it'd have to be nine months. So my contract ended at six, but then I saw the itinerary of the cruise for the three months after. And I was like, I, I want to extend my contract. I'm like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, did that. By month eight, 
I was emotionally spent because I had to have fun, pretend to have fun. So the passengers would enjoy their experience. Yeah. And I'll remember that moment because I was just going through it. And so the night before I went to the bar and I just got hammered. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but you, your body's used to the motion. So I was up and ready to go at like seven the next day. And I had an activity at eight o'clock and I get there and I'm there trying to be happy and facilitate the passengers. And because I've been on the ship for so long with these specific passengers, you kind of create a bond with them. And so they were like, you had a rough night last night, didn't you? I was like, yeah. It's like, Hey, (laughs) don't worry. It's cool. Just come sit down with us. And I think, I think if I can recall, it was shuffleboard. (laughs) So there I kind of have to, you know, I'm taking the scores. I'm, I'm, you know, making sure that whose turn is it up next. And they were like, we know how to play this game. Just sit down with us, grab yourself a water and just, just, you know, we could keep here. And then like, they'll take the clipboard and they'll keep score themselves. And it was, and then after that moment, it kind of allowed me to just drop the facade. And if I was Mm -hmm. having a bad day, I can express that and they would understand. And after expressing my disdain for, you know, whatever it was (laughs) at the moment, it was a cathartic moment where I could let it go. And then I had these individuals that I can take that journey with of going through my emotions, letting it go. And then by the end of it, I was happy to be there. And it was genuine happiness. And it it allowed me to be genuine with that emotion as opposed to putting it on because that would have just drained me even more. And then by month nine, I have such a good relationship with these passengers that all of a sudden, you know, we... I could let my guard down around them and it made, I don't know if it was them just saying it, but they, they even left me a lot of compliment cards and stuff, but I was one of the best that they've had on their cruise because I showed them the real me as opposed to showing up every day and just trying to put on a show for them because that they can only take that for so long as well. And so now it's good for them to see another human being, which comes back to the point of positivity and how it can be detrimental. If you keep using that, you lose your essence as a human. If you don't experience the emotions that you go through, they're there for a reason. And one big thing too, is to protect you. Your emotions are, are your initial impulses and judges of character in how you react to things. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying you want to kill somebody because that's your reasoning. That's your thinking. Acting on it is a different story, but to think it is there's a reason why you felt that and explore that because then it'll bring around the aspect of 
what it is specifically about this person that made you feel that way. And then mm -hmm. let's say the one thing that happened recently was I spent a lot of time with one of my friends and I, his chewing got on my nerves. <laughs> like we couldn't even eat at the same table because it was, <laughs> and I'm just like, I want to kill you right now. And it was more so the fact that it wasn't so much that his chewing that was bothering me, but then it just, it was a full analysis of just, I appreciate my space so much more than I knew. So the fact that we were in such close quarters for such a long time, it denied me that opportunity to have my space. So it wasn't even him. It was me. Right. So I had to understand that I need space. I need space to function. And if there's somebody mm -hmm. constantly in this space, then I can't be my true self. So yeah. exploring that again, it wasn't even a slight on him. It was my own. It was, it made me realize something about myself. And so even if, if it's waking up and you just feel off, there's a reason. It could have been a dream you had. Go and explore that dream. It could have been the previous day where you had this conversation that's still lingering. And a pattern that I also find, too, is sometimes people have these lingering thoughts when they say something that they didn't expect themselves to say, whether it was hateful towards somebody walking on the street and or like a road rage situation. And it sits with them because they don't really explore why they were so mad. Mm -hmm. And one big thing, like, especially with road rage that now that I bring that up is road rage is a self problem. People who give themselves ample amount of time to travel don't typically have road rage. It's usually the people that are running late that have road right. rage. And then they end up blaming the other drivers saying that the other drivers are shitty. Mm -hmm. where it was, it was you, you just, you put yourself in a situation where you were stressed out. And so exploring that all the other emotions and not just constantly being happy and forcing yourself to be happy yeah. allows you as a person to be more in touch with who you are and how you can express yourself to others. Because when you don't practice expressing yourself to others, then it, it there's a barrier that happens when it comes to communication. And until you're 100% confident with expressing yourself to others, you can't fully experience that catharsis that your body needs when it's going through a tough time. You'll get there eventually if like somehow your emotions just regurgitate out of you. And because just as a human body happens, like your emotion, your psyche, your soul also needs to fix itself somehow. It's kind of like when you involuntarily yawn, it's because your body's trying to get more oxygen physically. Mm -hmm. And so like there are moments where sometimes where, and typically it happens in therapy where they classify this as a breakthrough where all of a sudden you just start talking and talking and talking. And at the, at the end of it, you feel great because you just allowed yourself to feel. Yeah. And me being an actor and in this industry, one thing that I realized in terms of emotions is the concept of having to replicate these emotions. And 
this is where emotional fitness kind of became a thing to me because just as if you go to the gym and you're doing squats and let's say you just start and this is your first day and you can only do like five squats in the world of acting let's say the scene requires you to break down and cry and i know you've experienced this because everybody's experienced this but you know when you have those really good cries to the point mm-hmm. where you can't even cry anymore but all of a sudden you just have the best sleep of your life yeah where imagine having to do that on set 5 6 times over if you don't practice that you're not going to get to that point you're just going to give it on that one take you'll be exhausted afterwards because you're expressing this emotion that you're not used to you're you're emotionally squatting and then all of a sudden you're exhausted and you can't go further so stretching that and allowing yourself to feel these things allows you more elasticity when it comes to reaching these emotions over and over and over in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. And then, so something, something that I'm, I'm hearing here with, with all of this, when it comes to the, the physical hard work working hard is obviously a good thing but doing that too much in the same way that uh, a, a person pursuing physical fitness a bodybuilder will burn out will harm themselves will injure themselves uh without that rest day we're setting ourselves up for failure um when it comes to the mental if we're if we're seeking motivation external motivation constantly we were always in a position where we've drained ourselves so much that the only thing that can get us going is the next video the next podcast episode the next inspirational quotes like all of those things if we have to rely on that then we're again we're setting ourselves up for failure because we won't be able to fully draw out the the level of dedication and effort that comes from being able to be internally inspir- uh, inspired and motivated to work towards those things and and finally when it comes to the emotional by finding a way to balance and, and go against what society sort of is asking us to to put on that mask that it wants us to to continuously have uh, by finding a way to go against that to to accurately express the emotions that we have to share those emotions with people in in the the case of when you're on that cruise ship and actually have those people respond back to you in a way that is supportive uh, even if you thought maybe they wouldn't have that allows you to get that additional depth of understanding of who you are and what it is you need from this world does that does that sound like a, a good does that sound accurate? Am I am I understanding yeah, all that that's, correctly? That's a, that's a great summary for it, for sure. Yep. One thing I want to ask you here as we wrap up, um, and I appreciate you hanging out for much longer than than I promised. Um, one thing I want to ask you here: Why do you think that? What we I think it's it's pretty commonly known that these things aren't good. Working too hard without rest. I think if anyone were to stop for a moment and really think about it, we would say, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So why is it that none of us do that? And why is it that society asks us to do the opposite? Where where does that come from, do you think? Control. 
Um, my, my conspiracy theory around this is, is just control. It's, it's people who know that this is important. Mm -hmm. Tell us that it's not important. Yeah. Um, it's almost like if you can keep people in a state of constantly striving for more mm -hmm. with the, with a, an incorrect understanding of what's required to get that more then there's there's just a continuous cycle yeah. of starts and stops and failures and uh, 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 all of the, the things that eventually just lead to, to our own downfalls. Yeah. Like one, one huge thing that I, I understand why it's viewed as such a taboo topic again, because of, the concept of control and, and it's, it's taught to you, but people know that it's one of the most important aspects of life being communication with one another and connecting with one another is the taboo topic of therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's even me being in Canada. It's there's, I see a lot more initiatives of therapy becoming more mainstream and there being opportunities for people to call helplines and stuff for free. But I know for a fact, too, from my American friends, especially, it's still very much taboo. Oh, even, yeah. I actually I was up until uh, 3 a.m. last night having a very long conversation with a family member about this exact thing. Hmm. And even like. It's, it's just so mind boggling to me how judgmental people get when you say you have a therapist mm -hmm. and it only makes me wonder why because you look at these fortune 500 companies and they have an in-house psychiatrist mm -hmm. you know, they have an in-house psychologist and they know the concept of being able to express yourself so people can help piece together things for you to progress but then when you fall into line with this brainwashing, it becomes generational now. It's a generational trauma where me being an immigrant uh, from an immigrant family, there was a much more, what's the word, potent potency of, of the emotion of you don't show your emotion. Mm-hmm you you have to tough through it and then even the concept of you know g only girls cry boys don't cry and it's like where the hell did that come from why is that the epitome of what we're taught as children is that we have especially as men oh my goodness as boys we have to suppress so much things because yeah. we need to prove to others that we're tough and strong and it carries and it only it only adds to our own downfall when we hold on to that and we make that in a point of pride and i genuinely feel it's it's it was all it's all divisive it's all a, a control mechanism and it's mm -hmm. why people fear this expression of, of emotion, especially what's happened 
in the state since June with the whole um, Black Lives Matter movements and and what's happening with the indigenous people and people ripping down these monuments of former slave owners and things like that, mm. where we're expressing ourselves and now we're seeing a new form of power that's scaring the shit out of these <laughs> people, you know, in these high seats. Yeah. And it's it's just an eye opener of how important expressing our emotions are. And even in line with that, um, I love reading and I love books. And 1984, if you haven't read it by George Orwell, where it talks about destroying our language and the vastness of our vocabulary. Yeah. And it's all just control. And yeah, because if you can't effectively express yourself to one another then you can't rally you can't come yeah. together you can't uh take the the power that is there but dispersed yeah and with the concept of physical fitness and the need of rest as well it's only the the super rich people that'll tell you sleep when you're dead type yeah. because one thing that I learned from them is like putting your phone down at a certain time and not even looking at your phone first thing in the morning and giving mm -hmm. yourself that space. And they preach that that's, that's rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like we look at it in the aspect of, Oh, they work so hard, but they don't work hard. They work smart. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like, and then they throw these little bits of advice that's great for people in their position. It's, <laughs> I was having this talk about Gary V the other day. Yeah. Where I don't, I don't know your opinion on him or where you speak on it, but it's like he gives advice for fortune 500 companies, not your average Joe. Yeah. And it just boils down to, Again, for me, who I looked for as, as my mentors when I first started wasn't the Gary V's. Yeah. It was my own peers and then seeing them do it, right? And then kind of growing to a point of understanding what Gary had to say. Because I, I was listening to Gary V from when he first started his podcast back in the day. And oh, I, yeah, I listened religiously. And I thought that, yeah, this is the shit. But then I kept hitting these walls and it's because it didn't really relate to me, but I, I believed so hard that it did. And mm. then it wasn't until I kind of stepped back from what he had to say and just understand that my circumstances need a little bit more care and attention. Then I started to make motions and make steps forward. And then going back to um, what he had to say made sense because yeah. I've kind of gotten myself out of these circumstances. And yeah. And I think, um, I, I think to, to wrap this up, the critical piece here is you have to, and I talk about this all the time on the show. Like if you're listening to this right now and this is new to you, I highly recommend you go listen to the last 20 or so episodes, but everything comes down to context what yeah. situation are you approaching something from? If you're trying to, to whatever it is, if you're trying to, to improve your fitness, make more money, save more money, pay off debt, find somebody you love, it always, you can look at the advice out there 
but you always have to look at, well, where am I actually coming to this problem from? What is my situation unrelated to what the, the Gary V's or anyone else of the world might say? hundred mm-hmm. percent. So Chavi, I think we could have quite honestly an entire another hour conversation <laughs> on so much of something I talk about a lot. Uh, it hasn't made it too much on the show, but my my fiance will tell you I talk a lot about what I call the tools of control. Hmm. Um, so there there's a there's a whole <laughs> other podcast here that we could go down. Um, I do want to thank you though for spending so much time with us. As we wrap up, tell us where we can connect with you. And uh, almost more importantly, where we can connect with the foundation and how we can support. Sure. Um, yeah. So you could you guys, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, all the handles. If you guys even play chess on chess.com, um, my user is at xdegoos. Um, so that's for me. But again, putting focus on my charity, check out www.letsplayon.org. And you can follow them on Instagram at playon2013. And if you want, even check out my Christmas movie currently on Netflix, Operation Christmas Drop. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's awesome. And um, all right. So Operation Christmas Drop up on Netflix now. And you are also in The 100, right? Yes. Uh, season seven of The 100. Season seven. All right. So everyone listening to this, because uh, I watched probably the first two seasons, mm-hmm. um, go binge all of it through season seven so that you can <laughs> you can check out Chavi uh, and also check out Operation Christmas Drop. And then once you're done and you're like, yo, this guy's dope. Check out the Play On Foundation. Thank you again for being here, man. All the links to everything to contact Chavi is going to be in the description of this episode. So make sure you do it because he is dope. Thank you so much for even allowing me the platform to have this discussion. <laughs> I appreciate you. And if we can ever, and when I say we, I mean the the leapsters here can ever do anything to support you. Please don't ever hesitate to let us know. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. I encourage you to do a couple things here. One, if you enjoyed this conversation, then I encourage you to head over to the links in the description of this episode to support Chavi in his work as the head of his foundation. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal cause helping to bring more awareness to aneurysms and how we can help solve this problem. So head over to the link in the description to learn more about that. I encourage you to watch his movie on Netflix, Operation Christmas Drop. If you're in the mood for a Christmas movie, it's a good place to start. And finally, I encourage you to check out today's sponsor, TLBC Plus. Just head over to tinyleapsplus.com to learn more. Thank you again to Chavi for being on the show, for sharing so much of his time and experience with us. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I know that you as the listener also appreciated and got something from that. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're tuning in today. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.